listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon today we get to learn about a great opportunity to reach a group of people that perhaps maybe is overlooked when we're thinking about who we reach with the gospel and the statistics reflect that as well my guest today, the Reverend Dr. John Ranke, he's with Deaf Outreach. Pastor Ranke, thanks so much for joining me today. It's great to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I am interested in learning about the work that the Lord has given you to do in Deaf Outreach. When did ministry to the deaf and outreach to the deaf begin for you? Uh, officially, you can say it went when I went to the seminary, which is way back in 1985 was when I first went to the seminary here in St. Louis. And that's when... I became involved with deaf ministry here, but you can actually say it started before because if you see me often and you can't see this on the radio, but you'll see me with that hat on. And I tell people, this is not my hat. This is an H-A-T. It is my hearing assistive technology because I have hearing aids. And without them, I am pretty much fully deaf now. And I've been hard of hearing ever since I was young. My, my father and that side of the family was all hard of hearing. Our oldest son, Joshua, who's a pastor, is hard of hearing. Our four-year-old granddaughter is hard of hearing. And so they sign. So my family, when I grew up, never signed. But morning signed when I went to the seminary and became involved with Holy Cross Deaf Church here in St. Louis. That's where I started out in deaf ministry. And it's been phenomenally challenging uh, because I did a deaf decorage in Rochester, New York. And we've been involved with working with it all over and internationally. And... I never thought I would be doing this when I grew up. I grew up a Lutheran school, a Lutheran country church. I thought I was going to be a pastor out in the world, driving a tractor on, during the week and preaching on Sunday. Now, God had other plans. He really did. I was like, so I'm looking forward to sharing some insights of what, what's going on. I'm sure through your years of ministry and outreach, there are lots of stories to share of what you've learned in all the places where you've been given to serve for a hearing community that's listening. What might we maybe understand or not know about the deaf community? Help us as hearing understand about the deaf community. I think one of the biggest challenges is that, and most people don't realize, is that 98% of deaf people don't believe in Jesus. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But the first of all, really, is that signing is not signing English. Signing is a whole different language for most deaf people. And deaf people think conceptually and visually. And so, for example, deaf people don't use passive voice. And people ask, well, what does that mean? And one of the ones I use is if you say, I was saved, most people think, okay, I was saved. It happened. And I tell people who are learning how to sign, no, sign that. And it's signed, I in the past say. Well, who did the action there? I did. I in the past saved someone. And so when you're signing, it, uh, everything is all active. And so I was saved is a passive voice. And to make it active, we have to change it and say, Jesus saved me. And so a lot of the, a lot of the things that we use biblically we have to and sign it in a way that a deaf person can understand and be able to share it with other deaf people. And so that's one of the things often when we're traveling training, 
the number one question is, well, deaf people can just read, right? And my answer is, a lot of deaf people don't like to read because of vocabulary. When we sign, and you this in the radio, but I can sign the word resurrection. And a deaf person will see and know that sign right away, but they never see the word resurrection. And so they know sign, they know the concept, but the vocabulary is totally different for a deaf person. And so that's a challenge for us is that when you're reaching out to deaf people, we need to do it in a way they can understand. Now, there are lots of stories. There are some stories with it. One of them is that 90% of deaf children are born to hearing parents. And with those hearing parents, when they have a deaf child, they automatically know how to sign, right? Yeah, no. And they may learn how to sign from the school system, but where do they learn the Jesus sign, the Jesus vocabulary? And that's where a lot of parents, they can have a strong faith, but they don't know how to convey it and pass it down to their children who are deaf. And so that's one of the biggest challenges we face, even with families who have a strong faith, is passing on that faith to their deaf children. You brought up some great points in helping us understand deaf culture, deaf community. It sounds like it begins with language. You explained that there is a difference between English and American Sign Language. Yes. And help us understand that difference a little bit more between English and what some might call translating English versus American Sign Language and interpreting some people think that when you're signing, like, for example, a worship service or even any situation, you're just taking the English and you're just signing the English word. And it's not. You have to draw the picture that's happening. So when we have our workshops, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about our Jesus Science workshops. And when we have these workshops, I have our deaf people and our, our interpreters are often together as a group, okay? And I love to do this thing where I ask the interpreters to come up and sign the Lord's Prayer. And they will come up and sign the Lord's Prayer, and they'll be good. And I will ask that person to come up and sign the Lord's Prayer. And they were like, no, I don't want to. The the interpreters will ask, well, why not? We do it every week in church on Sunday. And the deaf people will go, I don't know it. And they're like, the interpreters are shocked. What do you mean you don't know the Lord's Prayer? Well, that's an example. I can take a deaf person and sign like the story of Daniel and and I could sign the story and you draw the picture and a deaf person will get that right away and they'll be able to pass it along and sign it back to me. Where the Lord's Prayer is awesome, but it's not a picture. It's a, it's phrases and concepts. They're all put together. And for a deaf person, that's not how they think in pictures. And so that's part of when you're signing, when you're signing, it's not just the English words or phrases, but you need to draw the picture. It's three-dimensional in how you set it out, not just on your hands, but in your facial expression, in the layout where you put everything. And so it really is a different way of thinking. And that's how a deaf person thinks. They think visually, not oratorially. And so that's what signing really is. It's a visual pictorial language. And so that's what we do when we convey our concepts. For example, if we were on visual, I can teach you how we teach creation three and three. I don't know if you've ever taught creation three and three, but we put it together so they can think of it conceptually and see the picture of creation. And so that's how we have to take concepts and make it into a visual format. 
We even have a visual format of teaching in Trinity. If you ever wanted to do that sometime, you can look at our website, you can see it on there. But that's what we have to do with signing, is take it, make it visual. So signing, American Sign Language, very much so is a language with its own syntax. Yes. Language, we know, is quite often the foundation of a culture. That's what connects people, and that's what makes a culture. What do we, what do we need to know about deaf culture in, well, in the United States, when some might think, well, I don't really see deaf people in my community. Are there deaf people in my community? What does that have to do with deaf culture? And where do we go to find deaf culture and deaf community? And the answer to that is yes. Deaf people are in every community. They are there. And someone described a long time ago, they said other things like if you're in a wheelchair or if you're blind or things like that, people can see that. When you're deaf, it's different because the other things, they will cut you off from movement where deafness cuts you off from people because a deaf person cannot learn how to hear. It has to be the hearing people learning how to sign to communicate. And that's part of the deaf culture, the deaf community is the reason they are so connected together with each other is because of the communication. I can tell you lots of stories where I'll tell you what. When I was on Vicarage in Rochester, New York, I was working with the college shooting and they went home for Thanksgiving and they came back from Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm never going home again. I hate my family. I'm like, no, what happened? What happened? Well, what happened was they grew up with their family. They went to college where everyone signed and they communicated and they went back home and, and no one signed with them. No one communicated with them. They felt so isolated and left out that they didn't want to go back home again. And that is a story that often happened with deaf people. They just feel isolated, even in their own home families or in the community of the hearing community, because there's no communication. No one learned how to sign and talk with them. And so they are thrilled when someone is willing to learn to sign and communicate with them. But that's part of deaf culture is that here you get it. It's hard to get into because if you don't sign, it's hard to be able to communicate with the deaf person. And so that's one of the biggest challenges. And that's why deaf people, they all hang out together because of that communication. You will see after church, you know, let me ask you after church oh, is finished. How long do hearing people stay at church? Mm. It depends. Okay. I would say maybe 15 minutes or so. Maybe 15 minutes. Okay. Well, our staff church, we get finished at 1130 and we are often there until two or three in the afternoon talking with the deaf people because they want that communication and they don't get it during the week. And so for us, that fellowship time so important for deaf people. And so that's part of the culture and that's part of learning and being involved in their culture and learning. And deaf people are very blunt. Sometimes people, hearing people are, oh, that's really blunt. It's because what you see, that's what you happen. Like for a deaf person, they will look at you and say, oh, wow. And a hearing person will, what does the deaf person see? They see, you know, that you gain weight. And it's not like an insult. It's just a visual thing that you see. And so that's one of the things you got to realize when you meet deaf people. It's very visual. It's very straightforward. We don't cover around or smooth. It's what you see is what you get. And, uh, and so you have a lot of conversations that in a regular hearing church, wow, why are we talking about these things? In a deaf church, you do that. 
And that's why if you come for a like Bible study or even worship, you will see during the worship time, people ask questions. I'm like, are they asking questions during the church? And it took me a long time to learn also. And part of the reason is because if a deaf person has a question, where are they going to get the answer? There, there is no other place. And so they ask the question right away while they're thinking about it so that we can answer it and discuss and share God's word with them and make the connection, which is not normal. It's not normal. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. Well, I think you've given us a good, several good examples of deaf language, deaf culture, and that importance of community for for the deaf in the United States. In a moment, I want to learn more about who can learn American Sign Language. You've made it a very good point that in order to connect with and engage with the deaf community, American Sign Language is really important in order to make that connection. We're going to learn more about that in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour with the Reverend Dr. John Ranke. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Today we are learning about deaf outreach with Reverend Dr. John Ranke and the opportunity to connect with and engage our deaf friends in our community. Dr. Ranke, you pointed out the in the way to connect with the deaf community, with deaf culture, is to, to be able to communicate in American Sign Language. So who can learn American Sign Language? And the answer for that is everyone and <laughs> can learn American Sign Language. Now, how proficient you become, that really depends upon practice. People ask, how long does it take to learn? And it's like any other language. The more you use it, the more you're involved in communicating with deaf people, the faster and the more proficient you'll become. And so to do that, for many years, we've taught what we call Jesus signs. And so we now actually have developed a curriculum called ASL, American Sign Language, ASLJS, Jesus Sign. And if you look on our website, deafoutreach.org, you can actually look at Sign Plus and you can sign up to take ASL Jesus Sign. And we are actually using that curriculum right now to teach at the Lutheran High School. Also, we teach at one of our colleges online and we use the ASL Jesus Sign. But anyone can go on the website and learn that. Plus, as we have an immersion event, here in St. Louis in July. And so people can come if they want to be immersed for a week and come and join us. You would get an immersion in deaf culture, in the signing and all. It would be an awesome experience for you. Well, tell us about the immersion event, who can participate and what happens at the, the immersion event. Well, this year it's going to be July 17th through the 21st in St. Louis at Emanuel in St. Charles. And we actually have four different groups. So our deaf group. So we actually have a, just a group of deaf people that we train and equip them 
But then we also have for the hearing people, we have beginning, intermediate, and advanced for the interpreters. So when we arrive on Monday morning, we start at eight o'clock and we do time together. So we learn just general things. Our theme this year is on the Lord's Prayer. And so we talk about that generally. And then we separate up into classes. And so the, the beginning group and the intermediate and the interpreters, it'll be the same concept, but it's at different levels. And we always use Bible stories. So when you come, you're going to use Bible stories to learn how to sign. So that way you learn sign language. At the same time, you learn the Bible story so you can share your faith. And for our deaf people, they then practice on how they can reach out to deaf people in their area. And it is immersed. We start, people arrive at 7 in the morning, and we go until 8 at night. And it is a phenomenal week. And so I would encourage you to come and again. You can look at the deafoutreach.org online and sign up there. Oh, contact me. That would be cool. And we would love for you to come and learn and get the experience then be able to take it home and use it in your community. That would be awesome. And what might that look like in a community or in a congregation? What might that look like? Having some skills in American Sign Language, being able to connect with deaf in community. We train our people that too, is that you start with just meeting people, getting to know them. Like when we do outreach, people ask, how do you do? Well, we teach them the three questions. You meet a deaf person and you sign and talk with them. And you just ask, how are you? How is your family? How can we help you? Just those three and you listen. And it is phenomenal. Deaf people love to talk and share. And it's about the relationship with them. And then as you learn them, you can share God's word. We have developed a deaf catechism for our, we call it BLAST, B-L-A-T. And you can learn about that. We also have a thousand questions that we give out and practice just to get into God's word. We have developed actually a whole curriculum of A, B, C, D, A Bible curriculum doubt that a deaf person can use to study God's word, but also for hearing people, they can teach it in their community and help a deaf person grow in faith. And that is so important. And so when you come and learn from us, we will give you the resources to take home so that you can meet one-on-one with deaf people. You can share with them, start a Bible study in your area. And if you're up and you can interpret in church, they would be awesome. One of the things we found is that, like for example, one of our moved to a town in Texas and they wanted to go to the church. And they said, we don't know where to go to. So we contacted one of the churches in the area and they said, we don't know, we don't know anybody who signs in our church. So we said, let's come down and we'll do a presentation and talk with your congregation and we'll see what happens. And so they were open to that. We came down, we signed the church service and we met during the Bible study time. They found out they had 10 people in their church that knew some sign language, including the church president who had a deaf friend growing up. But no one knew that. Why? Because no one ever asked. And we have a lot of our Lutherans who know some sign and we don't utilize them because no one asks. And so I would encourage people to ask in your church if anyone signs, because then you can start a group together and have some support and work together to reach out to the deaf people in your area. We will give you the resources and equip you in any way we can, you can to start that outreach because we need to reach deaf people. I just cannot accept 98% of deaf people are going to hell. I just cannot. I want to ask before, just so we, before we jump off, 
part of the reason that we need to do this is because when I started, we had 60 full-time deaf workers in the LCMS when I started. Today, there are two of them full-time paid by their district. The other ones are part-time or they have to raise their own funds like we do to continue to do the outreach. And so we need to train more people to do the outreach, outreach in the area we do. And so that's why we do the Jesus side version so people can come and be trained. Got to. So it's very valuable when this can happen on the local level, in the local congregation, and making being good stewards of the first article gifts, the gifts and talents that people have already been given by the Lord, those who have some sign skills, whether they're very minimal sign skills or all the way up to a hearing person being an interpreter and having sign skills, or making use of the deaf who are already Christians in your community who can also help lead and uh, engage in conversation as well. Exactly, exactly. And we have a lot of deaf people who have had some kind of connection, but they have nowhere to go to worship. They have nobody to encourage them and help their faith. And so that's part of what you could do also is help reach out to the deaf people in your area so that you can encourage them in their faith. Yep. And then to tell them because they're not all Lutherans, but I think doing Bible study together is an awesome way to start because then you can encourage them and support them in their faith. And they need that. They need that. So I, I would encourage you if you come to the worship event or check us out and study online, contact us and we will help you in any way possible because we need we want to share Jesus and train more deaf people. One more insight for the local congregation in their community, and then we'll share some more details about the upcoming seminar, the Jesus Signs Immersion event. Where would be a good place to start in my own community to find or to connect with the deaf in my community? Maybe I don't know any deaf in my community. How can I find the deaf members of my community? First way I ask to ask in your church, ask in your church, do, you, do any of you know a deaf person? And you'll be shocked how many people at your church, they know of a deaf person. They live next to a deaf person. They have a deaf neighbor down the way, or they have a deaf worker. I just recently went to the Apple store and the deaf worker there. And so, so they're out in the community and asking your congregation. That's the first thing. Also, technology is a wonderful thing. If you go onto your phone and you just search for deaf activities in your area, that, that is one of the best to find out the deaf people in your area. And it will tell you. It will tell you deaf activities, deaf events that are around you. And so that's, those are the two points to start. I would start by asking in your church or other local LTMS churches if they know any deaf people. But secondly, and that's going, going out to the whole church because then you'll see, and then check on online and you will see ways that you can hook up with the, with the deaf community. And if you have a work, just contact us. We'll help you find get hooked up also to a deaf person in your area. There are a lot of them online to get hooked up. Also, in the school system, because a lot of the deaf are now mainstreamed into the local school system, you can look online and see if your school district has a special ed or a deaf program. And often you can find out that the connections in the local community also. So that's what I would encourage you to do. You have deaf people in your area, and that's the best way to, to make those connections. Really. So if we're interested in learning more about how to, how to connect with and how to share the gospel with our deaf neighbors, we can attend the Jesus Signs Sem Immersion event coming up this summer, this July, I believe. Yes. And so what do we need to know? Any prerequisites in order to attend this event? 
There, there are none because we have the different levels. You're beginner just learning. We have awesome teachers on each level. So if you're beginning, intermediate, or advanced, they will plug you in. And for those people who are down, want to be involved directly, we have group also so they can join. It's a variety of level, no prerequisites. And so everybody can come and join that way. So I would just encourage you to come and learn so that you can take it back home with you. And also, uh, look at it online. You can register at the deafoutreach.org online. You can sign up for the sign classes so you can see that. And that's one of the biggest things. When you come and you can learn immerse, then you can go home and continue studying online. So it's not just one time and then it's gone. You actually get to take the resources home and start and use them in your area. So we really, we need to read four people. Last year we had over 60 people involved with the workshop for the whole week. And I'm hoping this year we're, we're gonna have more. We already have more already inside done. So I'm looking forward to this event. It's just gonna be awesome. So thank you for helping us spread this word. It's there's so many reasons why deaf people don't learn about Jesus. But the number one is the relationship and the communication. And when there's no communication, uh, they don't know how. And so I encourage everyone to learn how to communicate. One of, one of the saddest stories for me was we went to a deaf church that had a deaf ministry. They had an interpreter. And they had one for many years. And when we went and did work with the church, we did a presentation on Sunday morning also. And we asked, how many of the, how many of the members, how many of you have a sign? And... Only the interpreters raised their hands. And we wanted to help more of our deaf people learn how to sign so they can communicate with the deaf people in their area or when they come to church. And so we, we want everybody to be, be involved with that. So I, I pray for that. I encourage you to do that. Very good. How can we learn more about the Jesus Signs Immersion event and registration information that we need to know? That is deafoutreach.org, just D-A-F-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H, right? Deafoutreach.org. I don't usually spell it all like that. So, <laughs> but I, I would also ask you to pray for us. Go to deafoutreach.org. You'll learn about what we do. You'll learn about the resources. You'll learn about the AFL Jesus Science. You can download our Deaf Catechism there. So you can look at that and see how you could use that with the 1,000 question also. And so we're making those available all along to everybody. But we don't only work in the U.S. We work also internationally. We share our resources with Africa, Europe, Brazil, India, Australia. And so the resources that you are using, we can use all over the world. And we have. And it has been phenomenal. And we got it. we've got only other people who are reaching out to the deaf like this are the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses. And so we got to do this because they are the ones who are leading astray. And we need to help and reach the deaf people with the gospel so they can learn about Jesus and be in heaven with us someday. So thank you for all you do in reaching out, which is really cool. Somebody said, you're going to talk about deaf ministry on the radio? <laughs> and I say, yes, because we need to share God's word in every way. We also, just for you, one of the things we challenge our people when they come, our hearing people, is we challenge them when they learn how to sign, is to walk up to somebody and just sign Jesus loves you to somebody. Don't say a word. Just sign it. And so that you're hearing people, they're going, well, what are you doing? Well, then that gives you a unique way to share with them what you have learned. So when you come, we want to reach out to deaf people. But we also want you to practice with hearing people because we want our friends and family and neighbors to all be with us in heaven also. So that's 
we use signing as a way to reach out in a whole new way to the hearing community also. Did you know what's the third most used language in the United States? Any clue? American Sign Language. Hey, you got it. You got it. It is the third most used language in the U.S. And so people want to learn. And why not teach them Jesus sign? So while they learn how to sign, they can also learn God's word at the same time. My guest today, the Reverend Dr. John Ranke, Deaf Outreach. Thank you so much, Dr. Ranke, for being my guest on The Coffee Hour and sharing with us about the Jesus Signs Immersion event. You are very welcome. It is my pleasure. And I, I always like to always prayer. So Lord, help your people, bless them, guide them and equip them that they may share God's word with deaf people, but also every around them. So it's someday all of them may be in heaven with us. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. You can learn more about Jesus Signs Immersion Event 2023 at deafoutreach.org. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.